Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. When I pray your kingdom come, what did I say a kingdom is? It's where the king rules. Stop and ask yourself this morning, does Jesus rule in your life right now? Is he in charge of your life right now? See, when we allow Christ to rule our lives, when you became a Christian, you gave up the right to rule your life. He is the one ruling. We Americans have a really hard time internalizing the concept of being under the rule of a king and all of the ramifications. Maybe the difficulty comes from knowing the history of corrupt kings and queens in Earth's history. Nevertheless, that's how God set up his system of rule. Pastor Mark will be teaching on what that aspect of what's commonly called the Lord's Prayer and what the implications are of serving under a pure and holy king. This will hopefully give us a better viewpoint of kingship and sovereignty and help us trust God the Father a little more and better. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part two of his message, FaceTime with God our Father. Your kingdom come. What does that mean? Well, it means that the kingdom, the king reigns, rules, the one in charge. So this verse says that God has a purpose for us. We started with praise. Now we're to our purpose. He has a purpose for us. A kingdom is the place where a king rules with authority. Now, that kingdom of God has a current role right now, present reality, and something in the future. Let me give you those quickly. You don't need to write them down. Just think about this. When I pray God's kingdom come, we all know that eventually this world is going to end. Jesus is going to come back to this earth. And so this is a prayer that just reminds us one day that one day all of these crazy things. Are you looking forward to the day when justice finally arrives? Well, it's not going to be until Jesus comes. So when I'm praying for your kingdom come, I'm saying to God, I'm a pilgrim. I'm just traveling through. Hallelujah. I'm going to a better place. By the way, our father who is in heaven, where are you going if you're a Christian? Home. You're going home. This is not our home. And when you get there, by the way, there's no ISIS. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Now, when you think about this, so this simply means this. You know, you noticed the paper yesterday. I just got back from Belgium a few weeks ago. Did you see what Belgium? Never basically in the history of Belgium. They were on imminent alert. Told everybody to stay home. 
Why? Because there's ISIS people in their, in their cities. They don't know what to do with it. Lord, help us. I'm looking for the day when Jesus rules instead of Satan rules this earth. Now, that will not happen until Jesus comes back again. Don't think, it's, don't think well, we're going to vote somebody in here and over in Europe, they're going to vote somebody in. Mm, no, will never happen. The only person that can rule perfectly is God. By the way, he's coming to rule perfectly. This earth is going to be changed. So when I pray in your kingdom come, I'm not saying, well, I just want to get out of here right now. You're praying, God, I want you to come because there's hope for this world. And I'm just traveling through. I know I'm going to heaven. I'm praying for it. But there's a bigger part. When I pray your kingdom come, what did I say a kingdom is? It's where the king rules. Stop and ask yourself this morning. Does Jesus rule in your life right now? Is he in charge of your life right now? See, when we allow Christ to rule our lives, when you became a Christian, you gave up the right to rule your life. He is the one ruling. And that's the problem because some people say, maybe you're here today and you're not a Christian yet. And you say, Pastor Mark, are you kidding me? If I turn the control of my life over to God, it's going to be restrictive and boring. And I I don't want to do that. That's 100% wrong. When you turn your life over to God and let him rule and reign with you and live in you, it's the best lifestyle in all the world. Satan is such a great deceiver, such a great deceiver. So don't miss the point. Our father wants to bless us every single day. That's because God is a. I gave you time. Here we go. God wants to bless us every day. That's because God is a good, good father. Amen. Is he? Yes, he is. So you say, well, if I turn my life over to him, your kingdom come. You mean I can trust the character of God to do good to me? No good thing we will he withhold from you. Yes, you can. So the first one is, when I pray thy kingdom come, it's hope for our world. It's coming. It's coming. Second, it's the rule and reign. God rule in my heart this morning. Number three, it's for our neighbors and our friends and our coworkers. You know who rules in their lives? They do, and Satan does. They don't know God yet. So we're praying, God, spread this good news. That's why Eric and Tanya are there in the Ukraine. But we don't live in the Ukraine. We live here in Florida. This is where we are. So this is basically an explanation of the goodness of God. Now, Matthew adds one more part after the kingdom. Look at it. Matthew 6.10. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus says to his disciples, you pray for God's will. But I have to say to you this morning, I put my version up there. Because every single person has prayed your version of this. Here's my version, Balmer's version. God, my will be done. I have a plan. Please bless it. Amen. See you tomorrow morning. Say, Pastor Mark, I've never played that prayer. You lie like everything. So I'm going to ask you to, we're going to read the version. I want you to put your last name right there first. So Smith, Smith version. Jones version. You say it, then you read it out loud. Every one of you, I'm going to come get you right in your seat and bring you up here to read it. 
So every one of me, you put your version. Because how many here have prayed that prayer with your name in there? Come on. Absolutely. You're praying right now. God, my will is this service gets over right now. He ain't answering that prayer. Now, here we go. All right, one, two, three, Balmer version. God, my will be done. I have a plan. Please bless it. Amen. And God says, no way, Jose. (laughs) The longer you serve God, the better you understand. Thank you, Jesus, for not asking some of the crazy things. Thank you that you never answered what I asked for. Amen. So we see purpose right here. Our purpose is to submit to his rule and to pray for his will in my everyday life. Understand God's plan for you is better than anything you can ever come up with. Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him as God, as ruler. And when you acknowledge him, he will make your path straight. It'll be the purpose. It'll be the place where he wants to lead your life. Now, that brings us to the will of God. We'll talk more about the will of God next week. Because next week we're going to talk about why when we pray, sometimes our prayers aren't answered. Why do we have to have kind of a stick to itness when we pray? You're going to see that. Jesus teaches it in the next section. So here's the next thing I want you to write this morning. Prayer is not asking God. For what I want, because I really don't know what's good for me, but what God wants for me. So that's when I pray, and I do that often. Now, when you begin to think about that, that now begins to open up. Jesus simply says to his disciples, if you'll pray for God's will and you trust God, your father, that's the way I've done life. You've seen it. You do it. Trust God to do the right thing always. Can I say to you this morning? Trust the character of God. There's no one like him. He knows things you don't know. Our times are in his hands. Always go to him for plans. He loves to give us the desires of our heart, but they have to be in the will of God. Now, we move on to the second kind of things. After we got the character of God, after we got the authority of God, here's the second part. Write it down this morning. Second, we pray for our desires and needs. So I start by praising and thanking God, and then I go to my needs, my desires, and I can go to my Heavenly Father because I know that every good gift comes from God, our Father. Now, look at verse 3, chapter 11, look right there in your Bible. He says this, give us each day our daily bread. Jesus says to ask God for the things that we need in our life. Why would we pray? Well, this is the way God designed for us to get our desires and needs met. This is God's way. This is man. God came up with this. You ask. In fact, Jeremiah, you ask and I'll show you great and mighty things you have no idea about. So he isn't up there going like this. Balmer's here asking again. No, he as a father, as a father, when your kids came to ask you for things, did you love to give them things? 
Here we are in the holiday season. Will you fathers love to give your kids good gifts? Those kids here, they're all excited around the Christmas tree. Will you love to? Of course you will, because you're a giving father. Now, maybe it changes when it gets to the teenager. Things like that happen. When they ask for the car, at 16, first time to drive, maybe not so much. But God loves to give good gifts. That's because God is a... Oh, good, good. Some of you cut it short. Good father. No, no, no. Good, good father. Okay, good. Because that's what the song says. You got to make it like that. Okay, all right. Now, bread. Give us each day our daily bread. This is before carb diets. It's not about bread. Here's what it means. Write it down. It's everything necessary for life. Spiritual, physical, emotional. God didn't set you here to do life by yourself. Prayer is simply dependence. And he wants to meet our needs for food and water and home and health and family. Understand, this prayer reminds us that we are dependent on God for everything in my life, spiritual, physical, emotional. Now, I want you to, you're right in the right chapter. Scoot right down just to verse 13. Same chapter, 11. Look at this. If you then... Though you're evil, talking to earthly parents, in comparison, not evil, just not as good as God, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You see, God loves to give good gifts to us. That shouldn't surprise anybody, because that is God's character. He's a giver. He's a generous giver. Now, when we think about that, he loves to give us the desires of our heart as well, as long as it's in the will of God. If you're married this morning, and you're a Christian, and you married a Christian, that spouse is a gift from God. Husbands, that wife of yours is a good gift from God to you. All right, three of you got it. You three are going to have a great night tonight after bed. The rest of you guys, it's going to be another week. You passed it by. I gave you the chance. Do you want to try it again? All right, let's try it again. Husbands, you need to be so thankful that God gave you a really good wife. Yeah, you just mentioned the sex word and your heart goes somewhere else. All right. Ladies. It's your turn. That husband, to be a good spiritual leader, that's a blessing and a great gift from God. Amen. Amen. Flowers are coming to you. (laughs) Amen. The desires of our heart. I want to do something very different. It's fun. Relax. (laughs) If you're here, and you're a Christian, and you're single, and you're praying for a godly spouse... You're serious. You're praying for a godly spouse. I want you to stand right now. Just stand all over. There'll be lots of single people, older people. doesn't matter. Just matter. Just just stand. Look at this. Now, just remain standing because I'm going to pray for you. More standing. Here they come. Now, what do we know from Genesis? Unless you have the gift of celibacy, what did God say? It's not good for a man, for a woman to be alone. So this is the will of God. 
So see, you can pray the will of God when you know it's the will of God. And you can pray it with zip. So I'm going to pray for you. Father, you see all of these people. You care for every one of them because you're a good, good father. And you have a plan for life, a purpose for their life. And they don't want to do life alone. We don't know all the hurts and all that other stuff. We're not interested. But they're looking for a godly spouse to lead them. And I know, God, that nothing is impossible with you. So would you just put hope in their hearts this morning? That as they remain pure and they do it your way, you will bring into their life that godly spouse. God, you want to do that for them. May they believe that in their heart and mix it with faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, don't sit down yet. I want you to look around. No, no, stand up, look around. Just look around. Take your phone out. Take a picture if you need to. Just look around. The hormones are flying right now, baby. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. So give him a hand. What would you give him a hand this morning? Exactly. <laughs> Why did I do that? Because God is a... Exactly. Amen. You say, Pastor Mark, come on. No, I believe that from the bottom of my heart. He cares about every aspect of our life. Every aspect of our life. Now, notice what it says here. Give us each day. What does Jesus mean by that? It means that I need God every day in my life. I don't just need him on Wednesday or if we got a big issue on Friday. I need God every day. You see, if I'm not practicing this praying for my daily needs, then I'm missing out on the communication. Are you in a current relationship with God in the mornings? Do you have a time? Part of your quiet time is prayer. Speaking and listening to God. Remember I told you last week about a little app called Day One? It's just a free app. You can get it, put it on your smartphone, tablet, whatever. And get in that place where you're absolutely obeying. Give us today. I'm praying to you, God. Actually, all of these things that you're going to see needs are to be done on a daily basis because that's what life is. It's short. It's today. We live today. You can plan for tomorrow, but you can't live tomorrow because actually tomorrow turns into today. So enjoy today. Live today. Not by yourself, but in communication with God. Now look at verse 4. Go back to verse 4, same chapter. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Let me ask you a question. I don't want you to answer it out loud. I want you to answer it to yourself. Have you sinned this week? Well, Pastor Mark, not really. Uh, Ever since I became a Christian, I don't sin anymore. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Really? You just did. (laughs) You see, there used to be people in some churches, and I don't want to hear it much anymore, they called it perfect sanctification. They came to a place that you never sin. I never met one of them, to be honest with you, because there aren't none. There's only some one person that never sinned. His name is Jesus Christ. That's why he went to the cross for you. You say, well, Pastor Mark... We, you, what are you saying? We all sin? Yeah, we all sin all the time. You say, well, 
prove it. Okay. First John 1 8. First John 1 8. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. See, when we studied that book of First John, we learned something. No one ever becomes sinless. No one. You can't mature to your sinless. But we learned this. As I walk with God and mature with God, watch me now. I learned to sin less. You got it. Let's go. Sin less. Never sinless. Sin less. So there should be a maturity in you. But because we don't, we're to ask forgiveness. We're to go to God and say, I need your forgiveness. Now, here's what Jesus says. Look at it. Pray for forgiveness. How often? Daily. In fact, quite often, more than daily. We do sin more than we think we do. Jesus said we need to be asking God for his forgiveness daily. Here's why we don't think we sin that often. Because there's two kinds of sin, basically. The sin that we think about most is called the sin of commission. It means doing what we know is wrong. We just do it anyway. Sins of thought, sins of action, secret sins, public sins. It's something we know is wrong. We get angry at home, and we just shout of anger, and we know we're not supposed to be angry at people. Maybe once in a while you lose it, and whatever. Or you say a lie because you didn't want to embarrass the person with you. You just said a lie. And, oh, it's only a little white lie. No, it's sin. You say it. You simply say it. So that's a sin of commission. I absolutely do what I know is wrong. Now, we sin in that, all of us. But here's the one that we really have trouble with. It's called the sin of omission. It's not doing what we know is right. Let me read it to you from James 4.17. Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. We learned that from the Good Samaritan. Remember what Jesus said? I'm to love God with all my heart, mind, mind, body, soul, spirit. And I'm to love my neighbor as I love myself. Just stop and ask yourself, your neighbors, anyone that has a need, work, neighborhood, school, playground, anybody here perfectly love your neighbors, those people, this week, not a one. See, but we don't think about that. We just think about the bad things that we did. But these are the good things that we're supposed to do, but we never do them. Understand the difference. And so that's why we have to ask forgiveness. And when we do, what kind of promise do we get from God? Here's the promise. If I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. How many times? Every single time. That's why we have a father that is a good, good father. Think about that. Even though we want to trust God and intellectually understand the concept of His kingship, it's still scary to give over our will to Him. As Pastor Mark has taught, we serve a loving God who wants the best for us. He knows better about us than we do about how our lives should go. He has a path of blessing laid out for us, if only we trust Him. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. 
each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue to teach on the nature of God and the type of prayers we should be praying. He'll touch on how to deal with our deepest desires and where those fit with what God wants to do with our lives. Pastor Mark will remind us that despite whatever our experiences have been with our earthly dads, we do indeed serve a good, good father. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.